welcome to another episode of the Nishan Garg show with international motivational speaker Carol Spears. My name is Nishan Garg. This show is about extracting information on mindfulness and personal development. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. Gandhi said, a man is but a product of his thoughts. What he thinks he becomes. I am so excited about having Carol Spears. Carol's credibility is rooted in 25 years success as CEO of a leading UK stress management consultancy, working with equal success both in the UK and the Gulf. She is a well-respected authority on building resilience and communication skills, a BBC guest broadcaster and author of Show Stress, Who is Boss? Carol is an international motivational speaker and is regularly called upon by the national press and media for comments. Carol is chair of the International Stress Management Association UK and founder of International Stress Awareness Week. Carol Spurs, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm honored to have you on the show to speak about stress management. These days, we are having this global crisis on coronavirus, also called as COVID-19. And I'm having you on the show because you are a world-renowned international stress management expert. You founded your company in 1987. And the irony is that I was born in that year. and. In 1987 and now, between then and now, what kind of changes have you seen in terms of stress management? Well, okay, first of all, Nishan, thank you very much indeed for the invitation uh, to be interviewed by you. Uh, When I set the company up, okay, let's just rewind back even further. My background is in psychology and counseling. So I'm a professional counselor, a therapist. And uh, it's in, in 1987, I started the Carol Spears Group, which is an international stress management and employee well-being uh, consultancy. Now, then it was actually very different, Nishan, to how it is today. The stress then was actually very different. Uh, At that time, there were very, very few people who were actually offering a stress management consultancies. Now, so many people are offering that as part of their profession. But in those days, uh, very, very few people were doing that. So therefore, if you look at some of the stresses that there were then, are they still around for us today outside of the COVID virus uh, at the moment? I'd say, yes, a lot of those are similar and a lot of those have changed. A lot of those are similar in terms of people are people, people experience stress. Uh, We're having to manage daily stress, particularly with COVID-19, particularly having to manage the different stressors that are there for us. And so therefore, when it was set up in 87, the, the place was a different place. People weren't yet talking about stress in quite the same way. Of course, they were talking about it. There were various associations around, but they were not actually, it didn't have the same prominence. And at that time, when I started talking about mental health and well-being, at that time, Nishant, it was really not, it wasn't even spoken about. It wasn't spoken about sufficiently. And people would say to me, oh, gosh, Carol, we can't talk about mental health because that, you know, that's, that's not right. We can't speak about things like that. The taboo was there. The stigma was very much there. 
Whereas fast forward all these years later, that there is still a taboo, there's still a stigma, but it's not quite as much as it was. We are beginning to start talking about stress, ill health, mental health and well-being. So there has been a lot of change over the years. And within that time from 87 to now, we've seen recessions come and go. We've seen um, employees going through massive changes. We've seen trauma. We've seen crisis. Um, We've never, ever seen a pandemic, thank God. Um, But nevertheless, there have been other um, pressures and strains um, on individuals and industry. And we have come through We've come through in a way maybe that's been a little bit stronger than where we were then to where we are today. And certainly we have now today communications, which helps us like the communications as we're doing now. So we can make the world into a very small place and communicate. Whereas 87 and further down the line, we didn't have that. We didn't have that at all. Of course, we had the phone and that all worked. um, But you had to actually go out there and meet people and do things and uh, be creative but we didn't have the same technology at all then. So has things, have things changed? Yes, they have. Are there different stresses? Um, were there different stressors then than there are today? Yes, there are. And now obviously today we're having to deal with different stressors again. And uh, so yes, there are big changes that have happened between 87 and now. Or it could be the case that in 1987, we didn't have a lot of technology and people were not aware of what is going on in the media and in the news. And now the news, media, technology is everywhere. People are having all the news on their front door. It's everywhere, on their phone, on their bed. It's everywhere. And they are having a lot of stress and anxiety. Do you feel that this technology is adding a lot of stress in our day-to-day life? And speaking of coronavirus, for sure. I think that... Okay, we can't stop it. We know that. Your question to me is, is it adding more stress? And I think it probably is. It doesn't mean that the information bulletins aren't very important. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be kept up with the news, because of course we should. We should keep up with the news. But it does mean that people get caught up with this 24-7 connectivity, which even before COVID-19, even before that, I was not recommending 24-7 connectivity because then I'd be saying you need to switch off and you need to have some make some time for yourself, uh, which is really important. And stressed out executives don't necessarily do that. If we take that scenario into COVID-19, well, most people, not everybody, have more time. This is a time of pausing. And that's what we're doing now. We're pausing. We're reflecting. We are thrown into completely the unknown. We haven't ever experienced anything like this before. So is your question to me about technology? Yes, I would say in some ways it's great that you can keep in contact with friends and family around the world at a click of a button, which is amazing. I'm from London, you're from Texas. It's phenomenal the way it works. Um, But nevertheless, you can then become a news junkie and not see anything, any news. It's very hard to get yourself out of that because it's almost like an addiction that you get caught up with the fact I must have the one o'clock news and the three o'clock news and the five o'clock news and the seven o'clock news. And then you go to bed dreaming of all of it because there's nothing, there's no other energy coming into your life. And I'm not saying it is easy for any of us. I'm truly not saying that in the slightest. But I think there are ways that we could contain and help ourselves in maybe not being totally addicted to more news and more news because the news is, uh, is tragic. 
it is absolutely tragic. And to be caught up with that 24-7 means that that somehow we are not going to be able to break out of that because that's all we see and hear. And I would say to clients who I'm still coaching and counseling today, which is to make sure we're being told you can go for a walk. Make sure you do go for your walk, but make sure you go for your walk and you either talk to a friend, talk to a member of the family, or just have some thinking time. Because our time today is quite different to where it was one week ago, two weeks ago, or even three weeks ago. And this is something that we have to get used to. This is our new normal. And our new normal, we have to get used to our new normal because over the next X amount of months, and we don't know how long that's going to be, uh, we have to get used to that, manage it, live with it. And then at some point, we'll start thinking about the future. It's probably too early to think about the future because we're in the period of overwhelm. This is all overwhelming, trying to get your shopping, trying not to let anybody in, you know, not letting anybody into your home, uh, your social distancing, going to the shops and having to keep two meters apart. All of this is very, very stressful, particularly on people who are older and who are very vulnerable. It is our new normal. And the sooner we get used to living with our new normal, the sooner we'll manage our day and our routine. And yes, you know, Nisham, our routine will be different. It will be a different routine. What's your routine these days? We have to just get used to that new routine. What's your routine these days? My routine, my, I am actually extremely busy. I have many podcasts like I am with you. People are booking me to speak to me. You want to get as many messages out there as possible. So my routine work is working with mental health, mental health workers, providing supervision for them because those mental health first aiders are people who are supporting their organizations and they're dealing with crisis, trauma, and bereavement. They need supervision. So as a company, we have a team of supervisors who are providing support to those employees. We also provide counseling services, mainly for industry, but also I have a small private practice myself. People that are going through those kinds of problems need one-to-one counseling. So we're looking at what, how we can also help the boardroom. How can we help the senior team to manage this new situation? Because they need to be leaders. They need to show their leadership skills. They need to actually show the way that they are in control. Because maybe so many things on the outside are out of control. I get that. But what's on the inside is how they manage their teams. And they need to be a role model for other people. So for me, I'm adding up with, I'm, I'm doing a lot of writing, uh, a lot of blogging, a lot of podcasting. Um, my day starts at half past six in the morning and goes through to about 10 o'clock at night. But I'm working from home, which is absolutely fine. I don't have any distractions apart from family. Um, so I can manage all of that. And I make sure I also make time for myself and go out for my daily walk, being very careful not to go near to anybody, you know, walking down away from everybody. So I do that. So my days are busy days. They're very constructive days. And I think that what people are missing now is a strong sense of purpose. I have a very strong sense of purpose. That's why I like to do as many podcasts as possible to get to as many people. I work with the media. The media are contacting me. Will I speak to them? Yes, I will do. Because if there's anything that I can say that can be of a little help or support to anybody else, then I'd like to be able to do that. So it's really getting the word out there as much as possible to as many people. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. And since you're getting 
flood of inbound requests to speak on coronavirus, COVID-19, because you have a strong vision and purpose in your life. How do you deal with that overwhelming pressure these days? I don't regard as that as pressure. Um, I think that when I spoke about purpose, it's, I really mean the word purpose. It's really important because people lose that sense of purpose. They lose that sense of um, feeling good in themselves when they get up in the morning. It's a bit like, well, I can get up at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. It really doesn't matter. I'm going to go to work in my pajamas, which is not what I recommend at all. Uh, trying to manage children with homeschooling, never easy. So I think that it's very, it's very easy for people to lose that sense of purpose that sense of value in themselves, because it's a bit like, well, I'm not quite sure what I should be doing. And then if that client were to contact me, I'd say, let's look at your quarantine time. Let's look at your quarantine time so you can become productive. Because Michelle, this, this period of time, whether it's two months, three months, or six months, this moment we don't know, it'll go by in due course. It'll go by with a lot of casualties along the way. We know that, and that is actually outside of our control. However, what is inside our control is how we actually manage our daily activity. And for those people who are not resilient enough and who don't find that inner strength and that inner, it is, it is an inner strength inside of them, then they will may, they may not actually make the grade. They may, they may not, they may get carried away with all of this and it may not work for them. But for the people that can find that, tap into that inner strength, that resilience, that have the right attitude and mindset, they will come out the other side of that. They'll come out of that, the other side of that with new learning, new insight, maybe wiser, maybe more compassionate, maybe with a different view of life. But there's going to be learning. I accept totally we're not on that yet, but there is going to be learning that comes out of this. And, and this could be a great time. This could be a great opportunity to create new things in our life. Most of the companies in the past were built during recession times. And this could be a time to devise new skills to work on our mission and purpose. I think that's right, because you may find that an individual who is made redundant or an individual who is let go uh, from their post can only see black at the moment. And I see that, I hear that from my clients. But nevertheless, what's very important is to maintain the right attitude and mindset and connect with the people who are going to make you positive. Because we know we've got the external out there. We know we've got the news. We know we've got the trauma. We know we've got the tragedies out there. We know that. In your own cocoon, in your own home, you can bring into you the people that make you smile, the people that give you energy, and I would say mix with the people that are going to make you feel good because we need to maintain those energy levels and we need to, we need to maintain motivation. And it's a tough call. It's a really tough call to do that at the moment. But it is possible. It is possible and it's time to actually think about how can you actually do that. Yes, it is possible. And this is possible for people who have good mindset who are motivated and empowered, but it is a difficult time for a lot of people who take stress, a lot of stress, anxiety, who are not intrinsically motivated. For instance, I was asking my, he's, a, he's an acquaintance and he lost his job last Friday. So his company did let him go. I asked him, how are you doing now? He said, it's all right. He'll be well when he get another job. I understand. 
it's difficult to be happy it's difficult to feel good when you don't have a job how would you coach somebody who is losing their job in this time period okay find the positive in their lives will be the first thing and then also if they've lost their job and they can't find a job that is going to provide them any money obviously that's going to be the first thing that almost certainly they'll want to do i would say to actually pick up some voluntary work offer your services voluntarily because if you offer your services very voluntarily that will help you to actually manage yourself you'll get that feeling of altruism when you're doing something for somebody else if you're isolated because you're older or you're more vulnerable do something at home we know that we can offer uh, the nhs the national health service we can offer our time the national health service put out a call a week ago maybe 10 days ago i think it was a week ago and they wanted 250,000 people to help either staying in their homes or going out what we didn't know what that was they have now got a quarter of a million people who are, have offered to help them have offered to volunteer what has sprung up in countless areas are small community groups people saying i can go shopping and you know sunny i'll go and see the little lady next door i'll knock on the door stand back of course and see if i can get something for her so that in itself will make you feel good so you've got to look out for things that are actually going to make you feel good inside yourself which is going to make you feel more positive and that's going to help you with your attitude and your mindset it will do it will have that knock on effect and then you come back when you're you know part of this local community connect with your local community see what else they're doing see what you can do to offer see what help you can give rather than actually receive and that will do a huge amount for you i can't give you another job you know the the world can't just give another job because of where it is at the moment that is outside of your control however what is inside your control is how you manage that and keeping your mind active and keeping yourself not going crazy being at home all the time is going to be down to you read listen to podcasts listen to stories listen to what's use the internet to its best bring the world into you involve yourself with forums people talking about things not necessarily about the global crisis but talking about anything else because sometimes you need to take your mind away from what the outside world and bring yourself into what it is that you can do at home with your own time and space and using media and news constructively not watching it and reading the news all the time and having some switch off time not doing it first thing in the morning and before going to bed I think that's right and I'm I'm I also believe in a disciplined culture uh, a disciplined routine if you like it's not a wrong word <laughs> structured a structured routine which is every day you do something that is between 7 and 8 you do whatever it is you will have loads of free time as well and you'll go out for your walk at lunch time maybe and in the afternoon you'll plan something else so I think a structure to your day is going to be important because realistically at the moment every day merges into itself every weekday merges into a weekend um people are working on a saturday and sunday why because why not <laughs> it's a bit like it doesn't make any difference so you can say i'm going to take off my weekend but actually your whole week is totally different to where it was if it's totally different to where it was then weekdays weekends evenings during the day it doesn't make any difference so therefore you need to have what i think is helpful to have is a structure 
is to have a structure and a framework to your day. You haven't got to keep to it 100%, but nevertheless, I think it's going to be helpful, again, so you know what it is that you're going to be doing and how you can work your way during the day. And look for that sense of satisfaction. What is it that you've done during the day that you found satisfying? Write it down. Use a computer. It doesn't make any difference, but keep a note of it. What made you feel happy in that day? To think about that. How can you do more of that tomorrow? So if you went out and went to visit somebody to drop some shopping off for her or him, you'd almost certainly be said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're really great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, how did that make you feel? Write it down. You need these aphorisms. You know, we need that affirmations. We need the affirmations. So actually, it's, you've helped somebody, but take the good feeling that's come out of that as well and hold on to that because that's going to be positive energy for you. And writing positive things in your journal, which is also called intentional journaling. And I'm using this practice a lot these days. And having a structure and discipline creates more freedom for ourselves. We may not be able to adhere to every single minute all the time, but it will allow us to take control on our life. And honestly, from last two weeks, I have been sitting on my emails every single time. And I'm aware of why I'm doing that. So I need to devise a new strategy because I'm a huge fan of setting specific times for emails, two times or three times every day. And using all these things constructively, watching media news and all these things, they are blessing, but they can be cursed as well. And speaking of switch off time, creating white space in our structured time every day, I would like to ask you, what do you do for fun? every day these days what do i do what sorry what do you do for fun these days in oh, your, for fun. <laughs> in your, fun is very important these days fun is very important particularly at the, at the moment okay so my fun at the moment or my i enjoy doing i very much enjoy going out walking so i will choose to go out for a walk i'll choose the time to go out for a walk because it's limited as to what i can do i'll choose the time to go for a walk and i'll do walk and talk it could be with a client. So a lot of, I speak to a lot of clients while they're walking and talking as well. And then even then I feel better because you've helped somebody. Or I might speak to one of my kids or I might speak to a friend. So that's my walking and talking time, which I find very energizing because I just enjoy the fresh air. And at the moment we've got pretty nice weather. So that's pretty good. So, we, so I like that. I love listening to classical music. Um, I love watching movies. So this is certainly a time of being able to watch a movie. So to be at home of an evening, if I finish work early and I might think, oh, well, okay, I'll plug into one of my box sets for an hour, which I don't normally have time to do, but I'm enjoying that. So I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying seeing the theatre. London theatre is, you can get London theatre on, or London theatre live. So I, we enjoy watching that as well. So it's a matter of finding. And this morning, just a little example this morning, I was listening to, um, listening to the radio. And instead of listening to Radio 4, which I'm an avid listener of Radio 4, well, I'd listened to Radio 4. And then I moved into a channel called Smooth Radio. And Smooth Radio has just loads and loads of songs from not so much many years ago, but popular songs, the Neil Diamonds, uh, Diana Ross, and all the popular songs. And so I was in the kitchen making dinner for this evening. And I just closed the door because I didn't want my husband thinking I'd actually completely lost the plot. And close the doors and I'm singing away Bridge Over Troubled Water, uh, Rescue Me. I was singing away to all these songs that I absolutely love. And uh, then he came in and said, are you okay? 
I said, I'm absolutely fine. I'm having a really good time. So please just close the door and leave me in my own little room. So for me, that was fun. It gave me my endorphins, my adrenaline. I enjoyed that. I did my cooking, so that's ready for tonight. And I enjoy cooking, so I like being, I like being creative. And then, then I went back to my desk. <laughs> <laughs> but I go back to my desk with a renewed energy because I love singing, I love dance. And so I could do all of that in quietly in my kitchen. So nobody had to see me or hear me while the door was closed. It's very important to have those bursts of energy moments that you come out of what it is. So find a song that you like, put it on really loud, unless you're in a flat, in which case be very careful because you're your neighbors and we know that, or put in your headset and just sing, sing and dance. And I'm in contact with various people at the moment who actually run singing online. And I belong myself to a rock choir. And so we're doing all our rock choir singing online. I love it. I absolutely love it. Is it as good as going out? In truth, Nishant, no, it's not. It's not as good as yeah. going out. But I'll sing. Even via Zoom, I will sing, get that energy, have a community, because it's all about building a community and actually just going for it and just enjoying the moment. And then you take that energy and do it and put it into something else. I mean. You know, there'll be people who will be listening to this, who'll be thinking to themselves, what can you do with your, you know, your quarantine time? How can you use your quarantine time productively? And I'm going to say to you, this time will go past very, very quickly in due course. We'll look back at it. And I'd like us to all be thinking about what is it that I did during April 2020 that was productive? Now, I know we can all clean our windows and my windows have never looked so shiny and the house has never been so clean and I can keep washing the kitchen floor. <laughs> but you can only do that so many times. My windows really do not need any more cleaning. So therefore, they're very, very shiny. So therefore, how else can you use your time productively? Yes, you can do your gardening, which I love. I get myself out into the garden, come back with backache, but I get myself out into the garden and I'm very lucky. I'm very, very lucky that I have a garden. So I have that. But his question is, is that a lot of people say things to me like over the years, well, if I had time, I'd write a book. Do you know something? You've got time. So why don't you write that book? And how many books say, have you written? I've written four books. Uh, what's so your... I'm already thinking about actually, I'm actually thinking about um, doing a new edition of one of, one of, one of, my, of one of my last books. In fact, I was only talking about that this morning to my publisher. So actually, why not revisit one of my old books and do a revision? So I'm thinking of doing that. And then I've got another idea for a book, which I am seven eighths of the way through writing, which is about relationships. It's called How to Tie the Knot and Keep It Tied, which is all about how to manage your relationship before you get married and how to manage your relationship after you get married. Now that book has been on my computer, seven eighths finished for the past two years, if not longer. So if it's, only, if it's seven eighths finished, for goodness sake, Carol, get alive. Just get the other half, the other eighth finished. Because when this, we come out of this, I've got another book there ready to go on the shelves. So it's those sorts of creative thinking ideas that you can do. It's you can clean your cupboards. Uh, yes, you can wash your windows. And yes, you can declutter your house. You can clear out your garage. All those are good things. They're very, the kind of things you never get around to doing. But I would say to you now, on the 1st of April, 2020 think about what is it that you would like to have done when you get to three months time or six months time because this time and i know i'm repeating it is going to go by quite quickly and then you'll think why didn't i do whatever it is i wanted to do and you'll only do it if you write it down 
You give yourself a deadline date. You actually mention it to other people so that you're accountable to other people and they will keep you accountable for yourself. You'll only do that if that's the case. So if you say, Nishan, I want to write a book in the next three months and you say, I want to be accountable to myself and to you, I will say to you, April, May, June, 1st of June, I'll be on your doorstep to say, okay, Nishant, did you do it? I would love that. <laughs> so if you want to write your book, there's my offer to you. I will give that offer to you. If you want to write it, it doesn't matter how many pages, you've got to have something to say. You've got to have something of value. You've got to have something where people want to read it. It could be about COVID-19 and the learning that comes out of it. There will be many, many countless books and researchers who have many, many books written about that subject. So why not be one of them? If you've got something to say, say it. So if you've got something to do, you know what I'm going to say, do it. Awesome. And what would be the one advice would you give to our listeners to manage their stress before we end this conversation? That's a huge subject. A lot of what we've said already is going to be helpful for them to do that. I would say in managing their daily lives, one of the first things, as I said to you, was actually which is to be structured. Don't let your days just come and go, end of. You don't want that to be the case. Look after your mental health and well-being. It's one job you cannot delegate to anybody else. You have to do this one yourself. You have to do that. Think about your health and diet. We already can't get as many foods as we'd like to get, so you have to be creative. If you've never cooked before in your life, do you know something? Go and do some cookery lessons online. It's there for you, it's available. You can learn to actually learn to cook, which will be absolutely fine. Manage your relationships at home is not easy. That take more than just a few minutes to do, and maybe we'll cover that another time. But trying to manage your relationships at home and trying to manage the children, trying to manage your husbands, your wives, your spouses, your partners is not easy, but we need to be able to do that. Try and, as I said to you, actually look at productive quarantine. Make sure your quarantine time is productive because that will give you satisfaction. Get out and exercise. Yes, you can get out and exercise for a short period of time. I understand that. Or, for goodness sake, there are enough fitness online videos to watch, to, to use those, and to do it with somebody. So therefore, the somebody might not be in your home, but they may be behind a screen. That's fine. That is the beauty. That is the, the, the wonders of, of science that we actually have, of technology. We, so we actually have that. So it's really taking responsibility for ourselves, who we are, how we're going to manage our lives, how we manage our daily activity. Think, if, if, you know, think about things like mindfulness. Go outside, go for a walk, practice mindfulness. Just appreciate what we do have. It's very easy to think about what we don't have and what is happening. And I hear that completely. I really, really do. However, I'm saying to you, let's think about and be grateful for what we do have. If we're lucky enough to have a roof over our heads, if we're lucky enough to have food on our table, and if we are lucky enough to have a computer where we can speak to other people, we are indeed very, very, very fortunate. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to have you. My pleasure to have been invited. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Carol Spears. You can follow her work at Instagram at the rate The Stress Guru and Facebook ID is The Stress Guru. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope 
you learned from this episode that you can apply in your life if you did enjoy this please subscribe to the podcast the nishangar show on apple podcast and leave reviews also you can make an impact in someone else's life by sharing this podcast when you share this you can transform someone else's life i'm so grateful that we got carol spears on this podcast and share her message with the world so please spread this message everywhere and gandhi said a man is but a product of his thoughts what he thinks he becomes